Welcome to the Freedom Church Podcast. We are so glad that you are investing in your relationship with the Lord by listening to this message. Check out our YouTube channel for a complete log of all of our sermons. If you would like to know more about FC, visit our website at www.freedomfamily.us. God bless and remember that the best is yet to come. If you're brand new here, we're glad you're here. If you're brand new online, we're glad you're there. So with that being said, I want to jump in very quickly because I've got a lot to say. So when I have a lot to say, you listen fast, I'll talk fast. Is that cool? So I got a question. It's just us here anyway. What is your favorite Christmas show? Santa Claus, Rudolph. Wait a minute, you're all talking at once. You're speaking in tongues and I don't even have an interpreter. What else? F? Die hard. Yeah! Hans falls off the building. Yes. Anybody else? Grinch? Home Alone. I like that. Christmas Chronicles. Anybody else? Year Without Santa Claus. That's a good one. Huh? I can't hear you. Yes, thank you. A wonderful life. That's good. Anybody else? Okay. What's that? Santa Claus is smoking crack. What'd you say? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Christmas vacation. I knew somebody's going to say that. Anybody else? I don't want to give you. What? White Christmas. Okay. Polar Express. I love it. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. Listen, hands down, and I've got the microphone. Okay. Hands down, Rudolph is the greatest Christmas show ever. Okay. So I've got the microphone. You know why? Because you're all going to sing it because you know it. Here we go. You ready? They're going to put the words up, but I know you already know. Here we go. Here we go. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. (laughs) The reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph joining any reindeer games then one shiny christmas eve santa came to say with your nose so bright not you gotta sleep tonight then all the reindeers loved him as he shouted out with glee rudolph the red-nosed reindeer you'll go down in his story Give yourself a hand. You guys are awesome. Wow. So, I want you to think about something with me between a couple of the courses of the song. When you look between, they never let poor Rudolph join any reindeer games, and then you look where it says, then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say with your nose so bright, and he's going to go and say Christmas. That's where we find ourselves in the story. See, like Rudolph, everybody here has found yourself searching for where you will fit in from the time you were little till now. And when you think about 
Rudolph, before he saved Christmas, his heart was hurt because he felt like a misfit. So he decides to run away, and he runs away to the island of misfits. Check this out. Most of you are so into it. Do I just need to sit down and let you finish the, the show? I'm looking at your faces and telling like, who are you? Hey, I'll tell you what I want to talk to you about today. No misfit Christmas. No misfit Christmas. See, many people today, they live on islands. And they feel like Rudolph. They feel like misfits. Maybe you're here today and... You're living with hurts that doesn't seem to go away. And maybe you're living with hurts from others you're going to spend time with this Christmas. Maybe when you get to your Christmas dinner, you want to run away. You don't run away physically, but you do emotionally. Maybe there's people you're going to spend time with Christmas that you want to avoid. They come into the kitchen, you go in the living room. They come in the living room, you go in the den. But you act as if it's okay, you see. Maybe you're like me. How many of you ever got picked on growing up? Raise your hand. Got picked on. A lot of us got picked on. And maybe you got picked on as a kid, but it's not stopped as an adult. It happens at the office. Someone else gets the promotion and you worked hard for it, but yet favoritism wasn't your favor. Maybe it's a situation where that you were growing up and it's always etched in your heart and mind when your parent would say, why can't you be like your brother? Why can't you be like your sister? Misfit feelings, you know? Maybe it's a situation where you planned on a marriage, but due to COVID, it ended up in in divorce, this pandemic. Maybe you tried to prove your worth to your family, and even though you're wondering if you're going to be able to have the Christmas you want to because you lost your business, you didn't see it coming. It's those misfit feelings, those feelings of pain, those feelings of rejection. Maybe this Christmas... You're forced to spend time with people that when you were growing up as a kid, they told you they were family. And as adults, you're still hanging out with them, you know, and they're weird. You know what I'm saying? How many of you, let me ask this question. It's just us. How many of you are going to spend time with some family members and they're weird? Raise your hand. Cross out of them. Raise your hand. Raise your hand up. It's okay. Raise your hand. I'm not going to tell anybody. Okay. All right. Yeah. think there's a good chance that if you didn't raise your hand you're the weird one yeah yeah but we're not gonna tell anybody we're not gonna tell anybody about that okay so here's what I do know about all of us and I believe this about each one each of you we look back over the almost past two years of this pandemic and How many of you are like me? I often said, why God? Yes. The world has a way of dealing with junk. It makes us feel alone. It makes us feel uneasy. It makes us feel fearful. We have anxiety set in. And we have insecure feelings. And a lot of times, even when Christmas comes, you know, what happens when we're singing joy to the world and maybe... Really, down deep inside, your world is not that joyful. Sometimes people even wonder, it could be you. If there is a God, why does he allow all this stuff to go on that hits us so hard? How many of you here 
in your life, you have just really felt like a misfit in life. Would you raise your hand? If you don't mind, raise your hand. You felt like that. Maybe you felt like you didn't fit in with your friends and you didn't fit in with your family. You're just maybe missing where you fit in life. So what I want to do, I want us to, to think very, very intently from our hearts. And I want us to think about the impact that Christmas has had on our world and what that's about. And what I mean by that, we want to think about what's the big deal about Christmas. And the amazing event that happened over 2,000 years ago has had a profound impact on us today here on the other side of the world. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? We date our calendar by this event. Every time you update your iCal and your iPhone, and those of you that do whatever you do with Samsung, that other thing. <laughs> anyway, but every time you use these two words, 2000, and soon to be 22, what you're doing is you have a reference point to this event, the birth of Jesus Christ. You just think about that for a moment. Let that, let that resonate with your spirit. So the big deal of Christmas, I want to share three things with you, and I want you to download this because it's going to be crucial for some of you and your direction of life. First and foremost, God came to earth. That's the big deal of Christmas. God came to earth. Jesus Christ came, God's son. And you know what? So that you, none of us here would miss where we fit. He came as a human being and he came as God both. The apostle Paul is a major writer of the New Testament Bible. And, and he said this to the, a church. The church's name was Philippi. And they, they call it Philippians. But in that second chapter, beginning with verse 7, it says, Instead, he, talking about Jesus, gave up his divine privileges. That means he left heaven. And he took, on, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Now, here's my question. You think about Jesus. You've heard that he was born in a manger in an obscure setting and I'm thinking, wouldn't it have been so much better that he could have came in a different way? You know, you think about it. I always have these great halftime uh, people. Then everybody's watching, trying to watch the Super Bowl, probably one of the most watched programs on the globe. And you think about it, this past uh, February, it was weekend. And then the year before, it was Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. And then the year before that, it was Maroon 5, you know, and them guys right there. I can't dance like they can, Okay. But here's what I do know. Just imagine if Jesus had came during halftime. And all of a sudden the announcer said, Jesus Christ, superstar. But he didn't, did he? He didn't come and when he was walking the earth wearing a white robe and wearing a halo, even though he very well could deserve it. He came as a human being so he could understand you and I as human beings beings. He came so that you and I could understand, be able to understand when we look at Jesus Christ and we understand when we read about what he did. He came so we could understand him and he came because he understood us that Jesus had the same struggles that we have. Uh, Jesus understood the temptations that we go through yet he never sinned. Jesus had desires and Jesus suffered like we do and understand that he grew up in a Jewish carpenter home and he looked like any other average Jewish guy and he came here to be able to understand what we go through but yet he went through frustrations he had fatigue there's times that he got very very tired and he came to earth to experience ultimately what it was to be like as a human being to see what it's to live and have skin on like you and I have 
one thing about Christmas. Christmas is not always a happy time for a lot of people. Because it stirs up negative emotions for many people. Shannon and I were listening to the radio yesterday. And a woman called in and spoke to the Christian, just the, the Christian person that was the radio personality. And she was emotional and she said that she had lost a child back in August. And this was the first Christmas that she would have without her child. Unimaginable. Some of you may have went through such a travesty. Maybe you're here and you got grief over a loved one gone. Maybe you're dealing with depressed emotions. Maybe another year's passed and you hope that it would be different this year. And maybe you wanted to get married, but you didn't. Maybe your marriage problems have gotten worse and you hope that they would get better. Uh, maybe there's a situation where that you're dealing with difficulties, whether it's something financially or something that's going on physically with you or something that's going on relationally with you. And but yet it produces those sad, those lonely feelings that comes about in your mind. And here's what I want to encourage you about. Jesus understands exactly how you feel right now in this moment. And what billions of people celebrate when it comes to Christmas isn't the birth of some average baby that was born. He was God in human form. Jesus came to earth in order to be a human and understand us. And he split AD and BC. He split history. That is Jesus Christ, the most significant event in history. Now that's good news, but you know what better news is? Not only when you think about the big deal of Christmas that God came down here in the form of Jesus, he came for your benefit. I don't know how much you think about the benefit package that God gives us. You might think a lot about the benefit package in your career or the benefit package you're trying to help with people that work for you. But this benefit package literally is out of the world because Jesus came here and he came for your benefit. And you know what? You might not even realize it. He came to earth in order so that we could see what God was like. Now here, I know this. Yesterday, we saw a beautiful rainbow. My wife and I did. You see rainbows, and I think about how that is God's promise that he said he would never flood the earth again. But when you think about nature, there's more important things that, about God that we won't see when it comes to nature that Jesus came to tell you and I. Nature doesn't teach us that God is loving. Nature doesn't teach us that God is forgiving. Nature doesn't teach us that God has a plan for your life, that God loves you. You're no accident that you're here on purpose, that he's got a destiny that he wants you to run after. And he don't want you to miss it, that he planned your steps and ordered them before you were ever born. Don't miss it. Something else, God came to earth so he could show us what life was really like and how to really live life. See, the sad thing about a lot of people is that they're just existing. You get up in the morning, you go to work or you go to school or they come home, they watch TV, they eat, they go to bed, they do it over and over again, 60, 70, 80 years, and then you die. God came to earth also so we could understand that we could trust him. How many of you are like me? You've trusted somebody and they burned you. Would you raise your hand? I think it's everybody in the auditorium. You see, the more you know God, the more you're going to know you can trust him. The more that you're going to know that you can depend upon him. The more that you're going to know that you can count on him because you learn to trust him through that 
relationship. And something else that I think is very, the most important benefit is that Jesus came here to be able to forgive everything you've ever done wrong in your life. And then when you do leave this world, you get to go to a perfect place called heaven. It doesn't get any better than that. If you go on in the, in the chapter here in, in Philippians, in chapter 2 and verse 8, it says, He, talking about Jesus, humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Do you understand that that should have been you and I on the cross? But no, he took our place. He took our place and said, I love them this much. The only one that never sinned, it became sin for us. He took my place on the cross. He took your place on the cross because he loved us that much. That's why, to show his love for you and for me. The Bible tells us in 1 John in the New Testament in chapter 4 there beginning with verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Look at the person next to you and say, this is real love. Real love. You say, what do you mean, pastor? It's not that we love God. But he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. It's just God's love seems so surreal, but God's love is real. And and I have people in in 25 years of ministry almost, people ask me questions. Well, why did God create us, Pastor? I'll tell you exactly why he created you. He created you to be able to love you. Well, why does God care so much? You say he cares so much because we're sinful people. We needed a Savior. Well, I get that, Pastor. Why does God, you say that he gives us the freedom to choose? Well, yeah, he gives you the freedom to choose because God wants a loving response from you. God doesn't want to make you love him. He could, but he doesn't. You know what that's called? It's called free will. You make the choice. And when you make the choice to love God, that's a loving response that you made in your decision to be able to do that. But so many people ask me, Why would God allow his only son to die? Because it was the only solution for our problem of sin. The only solution. A lot of people say, well, there's other ways to get to heaven, Pastor. Well, if it were other ways to get to heaven, would you have allowed your only son to die? Think about that. He said, stay put. Buddha can take care of them. Stay put. Right? I'm just being honest. Stay, stay seated. You know, the Muslim faith to get them there. Stay seated, JC. Stay seated, JC. Then go by Scientology. Stay seated, JC. No. JC came, Jesus Christ, because he was the only solution to our sin problem. Sin meaning that we missed the mark. We miss the mark in our lives. So what a true out-of-this-world benefit. So till we get to heaven, and when you come to those benefits, you come to the knowledge of God, he wants us to share those benefits with other people around us. Paul told the Ephesian church this. He said, imitate God. Look at the person next to you and say, imitate God. Tell the person next to you. Say, quit acting like you. How many, you, how many people you know in your family, let's just get real here for a minute. How many you know in your family, you wish they would act like God? Yeah. 
So when you get to Christmas dinner, don't say my name, but when you get to Christmas dinner, <laughs> tell them to, uh, you know, try to act a little bit more like God. Things will go better here. We might not be arguing by the time we get to dessert. <laughs> he says, imitate God, therefore, in some things you do. Is that what it says? It says everything, doesn't it? Everything. Say everything. Because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us, and he offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. See, when it comes to life, you're either a taker in life or you're a giver in life. You're either going to be all about loving self or you're going to be about loving others. You're going to be all about seeking a blessing or being a blessing to someone else. You're either going to be son-centered, that is the son of God, or you're going to be self-centered. You're either going to be living an empty life or you're going to be living a meaningful life with God in his relationship you have with him. Because we have the opportunity through sharing those benefits that we can make somebody else's dream come true by the love that we share and the touches that you and I decide to make each and every day that we give get up and he blesses us with another day see being the hands and feet of jesus listen to me closely doesn't depend upon our wealth it doesn't depend upon our ability it doesn't depend upon our intelligence but it depends on you and i opening our eyes every single day to go out and freely give as god has freely given to us and that's what he does for us so we need to share the benefits are you with me church we need to share the benefits now wait a minute whoa we don't patty cake here. I quit patty caking when I was a kid, okay? If we're going to give God praise, let's open up and give the God of the universe and heaven and of our life, let's give him praise, church. He deserves it. So how many of you have ever heard that Christmas is year-round in our great United States? How many of you heard that before? Yes, yes, yes. How about we be Jesus to the world year-round? Those of you that know him in your heart, I want to ask you to do something. We got 2022 coming up. I used to sit and think that my youngest daughter would graduate in 2016, and that's long past. They keep spitting out babies. I got seven grandchildren now. Woo! I play with them, spoil them, and send them back to the house in the name of Jesus. I want to challenge you to commit yourself to God and his church. For those of you that believe it. And if you're not a believer, you just lean back, check your post you made, see if anybody liked it for a minute. But commit yourself to God and his church. Okay? If you're checking God out, commit yourself to God and his church. And you'll never miss where you fit once you come to know him in your heart and in your mind. You'll experience God's benefits, and when you experience his benefits, you'll want to share his benefits. It's, it's kind of like you'll want to share bread, one uh, beggar telling another beggar where to get a piece of bread. And you know what ends up happening? You become your best. You become your best. You're blessed by the best, see? Then you become the man you need to be, the woman you need to be, the student you need to be. You become the mom you need to be, the dad you need to be. You're passing faith on to your children. And see, here's what I want you to understand. Every single one of you in here are made and online. You are made to make a difference. Listen, no one can put a limit on you without your permission. Don't allow them to do it. You were created to be an answer. And I want you to know when somebody is on their way down, you're lifting them up and you're helping them to know that 
that God has a plan for their life too. And it's so important that we get that. We share those benefits. What's the big deal about Christmas? God came to earth. And God came to give us those benefits. But ultimately, God came to earth so you could know him. That you could know God. The reason you were put on earth, listen to me intently, please focus on this. The reason you were put on earth, the reason you're living and breathing at this moment is because God wants a relationship with you through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why God made you. If you miss that, then you've blown your whole life. You miss the whole reason that God created you in the first place. Your greatest gift this Christmas is that you get to know God in a personal way. God is essence. In essence, I believe God would say to us, he would say, I want you to know me like I already know you. But you have to receive the gift if you're going to be able to make any difference in your life. And I, more than anything I can tell you right now, I want you to have the gift of salvation. It's that important. But you have to want it in your life. And when you do get it and you understand it, then you'll understand that you fit where in the kingdom of God that he placed you. How many of you here are done Christmas shopping? Okay, Christmas is next Saturday. You're already done. Raise your hand. All over the auditorium, y'all stink. How many of you are not done? Yeah, there's my crowd anyway. (laughs) So I don't know about you, but a lot of times we love to give. How many of you love to give gifts? Raise your hand. All right. How many of you love to receive gifts? Raise your hand. Yeah, there's that crowd. It's kind of like me. You know, you just figure out who's spiritual, who's not, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. But anyway, I love giving gifts, you know. I love giving gifts away, and it's a fun thing to do, and I love seeing people. Yeah. <laughs> so let me say, anybody want a gift here? Everybody's trying to be polite and so let somebody else have it. I'm too spiritual to receive that gift. So, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. So, anyway, I'm going to look around very humbly. Look here. I'm going to give one here. I'm going to give one here, and then I'm going to go right over here. I'm going to give one right here. There we go. Now listen, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't do nothing with the gift. All right, no, don't hold on to the gift right there. It's her gift, all right? It's your gift, okay? But listen to me both of you. Look at me real quick. Here's what I want you to do. Listen to me with that gift. It's wrapped good. I want you to take it home, put it on the shelf. Don't ever open it. I know some of you are thinking... This pastor's smoking crack. Let's get out of here as quick as possible. He's off in the head. We'll go to another church. Think about this for a moment. Wouldn't it be ridiculous, both of you, look at me real quick, those I gave a gift to and everybody else, listen, wouldn't it be absolutely ridiculous that I would give you a gift and then you never get to open it? Would y'all agree with that? And the same is with God. God has given you a gift through his son, Jesus Christ, and it's available to you. Wouldn't it be ridiculous that you never open it? So what I want you guys to do, now you can open your gift. Go ahead. Now, the last service, I'm not naming no names. Somebody's here. 
they, I think they were going to try to save the ribbon to try to tie another gift in. I don't know if that was a deal, but you guys open them pretty quickly. Listen, I'm going to sit down. We don't have a whole day here. <laughs> open up your gift just for a minute. Yeah. Somebody help them. God bless them, man. I, how many of you, you, you save wrapping paper in the gifts. Do not raise your hand and embarrass yourself. I take that stuff and burn it, baby. I don't save ribbons. I don't really save bows. I don't save paper. And they say, you're not being a good steward. No, I love ripping gifts open in the name of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, hey, you, you guys are actually going to have to help them. I'm telling you what. All right, all right, she got it. All right, here we go. All right, she got it. Here we go. All right, you got it? You, break it. There you go. Get Grab that. No, I don't mean break it. Literally, don't throw it on the floor. Look, no, no. All right, here we go. Right there in the front, right there. That's the front over here. Right there. That's the front. There you go. He's got it. Oh, yeah. Now, take what's inside of there out. Now, what I want to hear from both of you, it's a cup. What does the cup say? The best is yet to come. What's the cup say? Say it loud. And just like when you receive the gift of Christ, the best is always yet to come. Would y'all agree with that? Let's give our great God praise for the gift, people. Listen, Romans chapter 5, Paul wrote this to the Roman church. Listen to this. Beginning with verse 11, it says, For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. We need to give him praise. He made us friends through his death. That's what we can get in the wonderful new relationship with him. It doesn't get any better than that. Nothing compares to that. Now, here's one thing. We're all going to be probably opening gifts this Christmas. And let's be honest, some of the gifts you're opening, it's going to be cheap. Okay. You already know who it is, right? It's going to be cheap. <laughs> some of you are going to open some gifts and they're going to be useless to you. And you're going to look at it and say, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> anyway, there's going to be some gifts that you're going to open. They're going to be impersonal. They're going to be impractical. They're going to be wear out before you ring in the new year in 2022. We know some gifts you get, it's going to be thoughtful and some of them even be profitable. But God's gift of salvation is personal and it's priceless. It's priceless and it lasts forever. Psalm 70 and verse 4 says Let those who love your salvation. Exclaim, what a wonderful God he is. Say that with me. What a wonderful God he is. You know, I don't know your heart, and I'm glad I don't, but I'm glad God does. And I want to ask you this, and, and I truly want you to look in your heart because salvation is not in your head when you receive the gift salvation is in your heart it's about 18 inches difference there 
So if you look in your heart and you have any doubt that you know Christ as your Savior, I ask you humbly as I can, how many more Christmases are you going to go through before you finally receive God's gift for your life? you haven't received Jesus Christ in your heart for the first time, you're really missing out on the destiny and the blessings that God has created for you. You celebrate Christmas this year, and and if you go without opening the greatest gift ever in your life, you're missing out on the most incredible gift. You're missing out on the most magnificent gift. You're missing out on the most mind-blowing and life-blowing gift that you could ever imagine that he would change you. And I've, I've had people ask me before, why should I really do it, Pastor? This is the essence of Christian faith. Listen to me. Tell you exactly why you should do it. Because God made you in His likeness and in His image. And He loved you enough to come and die for you, to come and give His only Son, that as He dies for your sins, you could be forgiven. And then when you do leave this world, there's no doubt you spend eternity in heaven. Eternity, that word means world without end we do a lot of outreach in our church here and if you're here brand new we love man we have a lot of outreach planned to the community to go out in our community and make a difference because we're for our community and we want to do things in our community but also we do a lot as far as having Christmas there's a lot of people moving into our area and so we reach out to them and you know we have Christmas and we give invite cards to our people in our church to invite friends and family maybe that's why you're here maybe you got something in the mail and that's why you're here or maybe you saw it on social media but we got a very disturbing um, message on our office phone this past week and uh, they told me about it and I went up and they played it for me and broke my heart the person said uh, on the other end of the line I'm, my name is so and so and I live at 666 such and such street here in Galton I can't make this up okay but then the person went on to say I do not want any mail sent to me ever again from your church I will not set foot in a church I used to be a Christian. I even used to teach Sunday school. I even went to college for it. But now I support atheism. So I will never come there. And if you ever send me a piece of mail again, I will take you to court. Clink. I listened to it twice because you know what I heard? I heard a very broken, hurting person hurting in their life like all of us at some point in time see hurt people hurt people see I heard a very hurt broken person and in my spirit I just felt like somebody in a church somewhere hurt them listen there's church hurts that's happened there's no doubt some of you've had it don't, don't blame God because of how an individual hurts you 
And then I come across these additional few verses in chapter 2 here of Philippians. And it says, For this reason God raised him to the highest place above and gave him the name that is greater than any other name. And so, in honor of the name of Jesus, all being in heaven, on earth, and in the world below will fall on their knees and all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Would you stand with me as we pray? Heavenly Father, thank you as we come in your presence, God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. And I pray, God, that your spirit would begin to work in their heart to ensure that they know you in their heart. And if not, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, they are going to open their heart to receive the greatest gift that's ever been given to humanity in history. As we continue to pray and you look into your soul and close your eyes and do so, I hear people say to me at times, they say, what is the world coming to? I'm going to tell you what it's coming to. It's like this verse that is coming to an end one day. And just like it said here, we're going to all basically, we're going to stand before God. It's going to be a day of accountability. It's going to be a day of reckoning. It's going to be a day of judgment. Every nation, every ethnic group, every language, every religion, every person that has ever lived will bow that Jesus is Lord. The issue isn't whether you're going to admit that Jesus is Lord. You're going to. The issue is not if. It's just a matter of when. So I want to encourage you now and not later. Either now in love and accepting his gift or later and regret why would you wait we often say that Jesus is the reason for the season which is true Christmas is not about Santa it's about a savior Christmas is not about jingle bells it's about Jesus but let me tell you something deeper and let this please let this resonate in your heart you're the reason for the season. You're the reason for the season. Jesus loves you that much. So in the stillness of this moment, I thank you for bowing your heads. I, I just want to ask you to do something that maybe you've never done in your life. Would you just, in just a moment, and Christians are praying, because I know that all of you said you want to go to heaven together. But heads bowed and eyes closed, I want to ask, is there anyone here? Just lift your hand real high and say, yes, the Lord has touched my heart. I need to receive the greatest gift ever in my heart today. Just lift your hand real high and back down, real high. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. I see those hands. God bless both of you. Anyone else? Just lift your hand real high. God bless you. Anyone else? Just lift your hand real high and say, I know I need, I want that greatest gift. I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best wife. I want to be the best mom. I want to be the best dad. I want to be the best to get my degree and run after the, the career that God is leading me to. I, I want to be the best. I need your hand to favor on me. Anyone else, just lift your hand real quickly. We're going to move on. Okay, God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. 
See, the Spirit of God's moving in here because the Spirit of God wants in your heart. So here, those of you that lifted your hand, and maybe you didn't today, maybe you're coming back to God. I want to ask you to pray right where you're at. Well, Jesus prayed to him, and, and I'm going to help you, but it's your prayer. It's not mine. Make an altar where you're at right at this moment and just tell the Lord, say, Lord, I want to open my heart to you today. Thank you for convicting me of the things I've ever done wrong. Just let him know that. You pray that in your heart and life to God. Let him know that you believe that he died for your sins. Let him know, say, Lord, I want to receive your gift of salvation, your gift of forgiveness for all things I've ever done wrong. Tell him, say, Lord, please forgive me. Save me. I want to follow you. My life is yours. Now, if you've prayed that and you meant that from the depths of your soul and the sweeping peace, joy, and love has invaded your very being, just thank God right where you're at. Thanks for joining us at Freedom Church Online. We're so excited that no matter what your situation in life may be, you've made receiving God's Word today a priority. If you've given your life to Christ for the first time, that's awesome, and we want to know about it. As a church family, we want to be there with you and for you as you begin this exciting journey. If you're on the Freedom Church app or our website, just hit the hamburger icon in the top left of your screen and hit the connection card. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, just hit the link in the description. Just fill out the information on the form and let us know about this exciting decision. If you did receive Christ for the first time today, your next step would be baptism. If you notice on the form, there's a place to select that as well. You can also select any other next steps that you may be interested in. Once you submit it, we'll be in contact with you to help you out and answer any questions that you may have. We also want to take this time to give back to God a portion of what He has so graciously given to us. If you're on the app or website, just hit the same hamburger icon from before and hit giving. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, just hit the link in the description. Uh, these all take you to a secure place to submit your offering. And also, just because we live in the age of technology doesn't mean you can't send in your tithe the old-fashioned way. If you seal it up in an envelope and send it to the address that's on the screen, that will work just as good, I promise. We want everyone to be able to experience the blessings that come from being faithful and trusting God with what He has blessed us with. At Freedom Church, we believe that you can't outgive God. It's one of our high five values. We'll see you next week.